Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, October 29th. Mm-hmm. This is episode 205. I'm Tony. I'm Dennis. Almost happy Halloween. Almost. Ooh, so what are what are your is are any of your kids dressing up? No. Okay. They're my my kids are Are you dressing too old up for that? I am. I'm deaf. I'm I'm gonna be Sailor Mercury this year. Mm. Change it up. I won't go with the blue. I'm gonna I'm doing blue also. I'm gonna be the blue nihilist flame from Super Mario movie. There you go. Yeah. I've been working <laughs> on my voice. I've been working on the voice <laughs> to, to, to just bring despair to everyone. Oh, uh, what fun. So what have you actually been doing? Uh what I've actually been doing, um, well, last week I had to make a run up to St. Cloud, Minnesota, mm. uh, for a work-related uh, thing. Yeah, just a just a short jaunt. So you drove? Yes. Okay. Uh, I drove. Me and a bunch of coworkers. We drove up there, spent the night, did a tour of a facility, looking at some equipment that we are uh, debating about uh, putting into our facility, and then drove back. So I tried. I tried. We stayed. We actually. Well, while we toured in St. Cloud, we actually stayed in St. Paul, uh, and I tried okay. to get them to go to a uh, couple of pinball places, but no one was really interested. And I, I, I had them like sold on one place because it was like an arcade that had some pinball and some regular arcade stuff, and there was like a bar place, and it was like a, a, a brewery and all that stuff. Uh, they, they weren't open on the day we were there. Like mm. the whole building was closed. Oh. <laughs> So <laughs> that reminds me of when the I, my last like real quote unquote real vacation was when I went to England and I went to go to one of their big museums where they like have the Magna Carta and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be some obscure to me British holiday <laughs> and it was shut and we had walked there. Like, oh no. Cause we, London was such a, I mean, we did not drive around London. We, my dad took his vehicle that he had from, cause he was working out in Humberside and we like parked it at up like we had a house we could stay at there and we used the buses and we walked <laughs> and then we just walked all the, in the rain because of course it's england it's right. london so it's rainy right it was just, anyway so i sympathize yeah that's that's basically what this was is this place is like a whole thing but we were there on a tuesday and they are only open like wednesday through saturday so it was like ah, so much for that so instead since there were four of us uh Everyone decided that they wanted to go to the Mall of America. Oh, the world's biggest mall, or at least America's biggest mall. It is a mall. I were you not thrilled by it? I wasn't over. It was a mall that was just as impressive as any other mall. Mm. Uh, it wasn't super busy because it was a Tuesday night, so that wasn't bad. And maybe because it's a mall. And yeah, also because it's a mall. <laughs> there was a time. Oh, I remember there was a time where there was a mall here. You did not go there after Black Friday. Because oh, yeah. It's not worth it. Nope. So, I mean, it was fine. The Lego store was cool. They had some mm. cool stuff. Did you buy any Lego? Did not buy any Lego. Didn't buy any. Well, we did eat there. But other than that, I didn't Cinnabon. buy any. We did not. Have <laughs> How could I not? There were like 43 pretzel places and, <laughs> pretzel and cookie yes. places. It was yes. just all of them. Uh, uh, the, but the Orange Julius place was closed. We walked in. There was an Orange Julius place immediately beside the door to go out to the car. I was like, I was like oh, yeah. We're, uh, nope, they're closed. Because mm. I wanted to get an Orange Julius. No. But uh, I did. No, the only thing is we, 
we basically made a couple laps and did some walking and looked some stuff. And uh, I forced them to stand while I detoured into watches of Switzerland mm. and looked at watches now, for a little bit. I've heard very good things about like the selection that watches of Switzerland it, wields. It's, it, it's, it a big, very, it's a big it was, player. I mean, it wasn't even a huge store, but they had their selection was pretty nice. And, uh, they all, everyone went in with me and I was looking at stuff and then everyone went out and waited for me. And I, they probably I, saw the prices. That's exactly what, <laughs> what I, what I, what I, what I walked out there like that was really expensive. I'm like, yep. They're like, so the, the, the watches you tried on, how much did those cost? I'm like, a couple of them were like four grand. The, the one was over 10. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a uh you know <laughs> the awkward part when people ask you so how much do one of these newfangled pinball machines cost it is it's it, like that it's yeah. exactly like i had that conversation just uh on that trip we were driving and we were talking about stuff and one of the guys was talking about getting a pinball machine for his game room and he's like well well what's a pinball machine cost nowadays and i was like well if you want a brand new one it's gonna cost you you know eighty five hundred ten thousand and he's like Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's better to look used. I actually, uh, incidentally, just as an aside, I had a message. I think it only went to me. Jason Knapp from Knapp Arcade messaged me a photo. He went to some arcade. They had a cap- camp- Campus Queen. Yeah, he sent it to me, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, he sent it separately, oh, but he separate? sent it to okay. me. Yeah. I was going to mention I, it to you. Yeah, because, I told him, good game, because it's a good game. Yeah, Ted Zale classic. Like, I, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, because I think he's doing like a big arcade tour or something like that yeah he used to do those a lot so, so maybe he's back at it so and any video game progress uh i did start playing Baldur's gate again okay i played it i got it that week when i was on vacation right and put like 31 hours into and then it work and then work and everything and then i got the covids and i, I was just kind of down for a bit uh but i kicked back into it and i've <laughs> i put another i don't know 12 hours into it hmm. in the last week or so uh just i i did some i respect my character and dove back in and i've been having a lot of fun and i i, I keep getting to the point where it's like maybe i should respect my no just i'm just gonna keep playing maybe i should just start over and do that no no i'm just gonna finish this run like i changed myself uh i when i respect i kept the vast majority, but I did change and take a couple levels of Paladin uh, on my Warlock. And then immediately, without thinking, um, by just playing the way I'd been playing the game up to that point, I almost immediately broke my oath. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, crap. Mm. <laughs> so now I'm an Oathbreaker Paladin. <laughs> the, the worst type of Paladin there you could possibly be. <laughs> So what have you been up to? Well, I I did get Starfield for my birthday, so I have a modern game. Wow! Yes, and I You're flying will, around the stars. I do get to fly around the stars. I'll I'll go. I'll dive into that in the video game section. Uh, Some I'm, sort of star. Yeah, trick. I was actually playing just before you arrived, so I'm a little over 14 hours in now. So, okay, so I've been working on that. Uh, oh, I have a, a total aside story, so I'm gonna call it Umbrella Gate because I can't have a clever name <laughs> now. Tony got me an umbrella for my birthday, a, a big umbrella, because I wanted one at work because I keep one in my trunk of my right. car. But I walk to work some days a week because it's only about two miles away. And I thought, well, what happens if I get stuck in the rain? Uh, because, I mean, we ain't singing about no pina coladas here. So I thought I need another umbrella. So Tony got me this nice big umbrella. Well, 
I actually had it in my car because it had been raining so much this week. I got to work. I only walked one day, so I, I would drive in, but then my umbrella for the car was in the car. So I used the big umbrella to get back to the car. And I was just like, well, I'm driving the next day. It's no problem. Anyway, I get out of my car like Thursday morning, open it up. I'm in a jacket and tie and I'm starting to walk, grab my bag, grab my can of pop out of the car, close the door. I start walking in and water is just hitting my face. And I thought, first thought was, oh, the wind shifted. Then Then I'm like, no, no, the wind has not shifted. And so then I'm like, is there a tear in this umbrella? So I look into the top of the umbrella. No, there's no tear. The little, the metal industrial strength uh, prongs to open it. When I pulled it out of the car, I nicked the pop can. It was spraying. <laughs> it was spraying me. This <laughs> is spraying me. I'm just like rolling my hair into the spray. This brown spray is all over me. All over me. I got it style. All I could do was laugh because it was so. I was so awful. Fifty paper towels later, I was serviceable. <laughs> I was just like, it's on my wool jacket. It's on my shirt. They missed my tie. It only hit half my body. I was too. I was two face. So, so the umbrella is stronger than the umbrella can. was too strong. It apparently has some sharp. It wasn't like the end tip. It had to be just at the edge of one of the little uh, one of the flaps. ribs. Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, one of the ribs. It was like, holy crap! What? The, how did this happen? <laughs> so he's lying. Spraying. Yeah, half that can was gone by the time I got to the door to open into the building. It was just like because I felt I was just like I'll just throw it out. I don't know exactly where the hole is anyway. You didn't you, you didn't want to do the whole shotgun it. Yeah, just, oh. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. Uh, so there's that, and then um, kind of related to pinball, uh, I actually got up to solid state pinball yesterday. Wow! And yes, so. I'll use that as our transition into the pinball segment because one of the things that is coming up is the Kansas City Pinball Championship. You remember the KCPC. Yes, I do. So that is going to be held November 10th through 12th this year. So I figured might as well cover it on this episode because otherwise it's going to be after the fact. Uh, And uh, it's going to be held at Solid State in KCMO. And that's where it was held in 2022. I do have a link in the show notes for anyone who's interested, who wants to get tickets. This is actually three tournaments. Well, it's kind of four tournaments is a little weird uh, way to think about it. But so over the two days, they have three tournaments and then they're also doing a, a fair strike tournament on the Friday before the official event. So like a pre-conference sort of thing. So tournament, yeah, the pre-tournament tournament. So it's yeah, it's $25 for that Friday fair strike and then $50 for the Saturday main event, $50 for the Saturday strikeout and $50 for the Sunday target match play tournaments or those three, not the Friday, but those other three, you can do all three of them for just 90 with a combined ticket. So anyway, there's a link there. And the part of the reason I'm knowing that, other than it's probably the biggest tournament that gets hosted in the Kansas City area. I think so. Is, uh, I believe we have sponsored it every year, and we did sponsor it again this year, ever, every year since it started. Yeah. And so I, I sent the you know funding over a while ago. But one of the things that I actually had in my garage still wrapped was a upper play field for guns and roses. And they like to do like a drawing thing to raise money. I think that's to raise money for the nonprofit, uh, for the Kansas city, uh, pinball nonprofit. So I said, Hey, I've got this. Uh, do you want it? And Carrie wing was like, Oh yeah, you could, you know, you could drop it off at pizza West or whatever. And I thought, 
you know what? I still have not been to solid state. You know, it, it opened during COVID and yeah. I never got there. And I was just like, I'm just, I'm going to just go and drop it off. So after I did my watch live stream on Saturday, I drove up there, gave it to Nick and stayed for about an hour playing some games. I didn't remember if I had, apparently I did because I had Pindigo on, say I had, I must have been at a show one time. Because I didn't have any memory of ever playing Johnny Mnemonic. But yeah, Johnny Mnemonic, so I was finally able to play that. And I was finally able to put more time on Rick and Morty, which I only played at Zach's house. I think it's the only time the, I've played it, yeah. yeah when I, and, but, you know, he sets up his games at about five and a half degrees, so it's so flat and floaty, it didn't yeah. feel like a real experience. So <laughs> I wanted to play it as a proper setup. So so we did all that, and so that was cool. And yeah, they I really only played the games in the upstairs where there are like, 12 games or something downstairs just a ton of stuff. i think they were running an event later that day because people were i mean there were people showing up especially downstairs yeah stuff, so. yeah no I, I it's one of those things that it's i've wanted to go but everything just kind of conspires and i don't ever seem to find or make the time to head up that way yep so I thought I haven't even gone to most pinball tournaments this no entire year. no i've been really really bad about it and um part of it you know, it's kind of three things for me. One was early in the year with the whole like legislative work nonsense stuff. Right. I just, I was so worried about getting ill and it's so easy to get ill at a pinball event that I just, I was like, well, I can't do any of these until my main hearings are done. Mm-hmm. So that kind of rolled out a couple months. And then, you know, Texas gets in the way of one month. And then, you know, it's like, and I made a few, a couple. Yeah, I've made and some. Then, it was like, oh, okay, now I'm now I'm doing the job change. Now I can't be sick for the job change. And da, 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 I've got excuse after excuse. Plus, as I've often whined about, uh, I, it's been really cool lately because kind of post-pandemic, we've seen the tournaments experiment with different formats, which I think is really nice. But the problem is, I just, uh, it's it's so exhausting to dedicate like three to five hours for a tournament. And I can't reliably get out of there in two hours. So it's like, unless I throw. Right. So it's just, they just go too long for me is kind of what it's at. at yeah. This point. Some, some of them, some of them definitely do that. And I'm pretty much the similar type reasoning. We've been half staffed for almost the entire year. So I've been doing a lot of weekends. I, that's, we're actually recording late today because I was working. Uh, yes, this is very late for, well, it's late for us because I was working uh, this morning uh, doing fill in because we've got people either sick or on vacation or just short staffed. So, uh, I've been doing a lot more of that. And then after that, I'm not really feeling up to it most of the time. So, yeah. And the th- thing is that I just get to the point where I'm like, I think I'll just sit here and play Starfield or some video game. And that's what I've been doing. So, anyway. and then you take a nap. But, uh, but I have actually been playing a lot more pinball lately, like going downstairs and playing my games. So yeah. I have been playing. I just more than I had over like the summer and stuff. It's just, I'm not getting out and playing very much competitively, which, uh, you know, I'll, I'm not going to commit to getting back to what I used to do at the level I used to do, but it, it's a fun social thing to do. So yeah. I, I do want to start trying to hit the pizza. West well, we used to hit. Two a month. Yeah, no, month. we were really we were, but that was also back before we didn't last as long. So it wouldn't it would be unusual for us to go to four or three club and be done within two to two and a half hours. Not, and now it's and now it's like, are we going to not get our hamburgers? Oh, and we, actually, the last several and, times we've and, been up there, we've not and because one we, of us lasts too long and we can't get our hamburgers, yeah. and that's half the reason we go. 
<laughs> or maybe three fourths of the reason we go is for our our hamburgers. So anyway, um, so moving on with pinball again. Link in the uh, show notes to the KCPC for those that are interested in coming to it. We do usually see some people travel from a decent radius away to attend that. Uh, what they're not going to be traveling for because I don't think we have any on location at this time is Elton John pinball. We brought this up on the last episode that JJP had at that point already confirmed they were revealing a game at Pinball Expo. And so we're like, obviously, that's after we record and it's going to be Elton John. Yeah. Big shock. It's Elton John. You know, let me just, folks, those of you listening, listening to us, I know I didn't, I don't even have to put, there's a reason I don't put that behind the Rumor Corner song. When we tell you what a JJP game is, that's what it is. Okay, JJP doesn't keep secrets. They don't know how. So just start <laughs> accepting that and quit trying to twist these things into Harry Potter and stuff. If we tell you it's Elton John, it's Elton John. So endeth the lesson. All right, now moving on. So I do have a link in the show notes this time to the Kineticist website, which has a lot of photos and, and such of the game. So if you want to check it out, go and click on that. Uh, details. They have finally eliminated the limited edition. Kinda. It's no longer called the limited edition. It's called the platinum edition, and it no longer has a 5,000 unit max count. It has no max count. So it truly isn't limited anymore. A good move, especially since they never sold out of LEs. Exactly. And so the, uh, and it's still the LE price though of $12,000. And the collector's edition is 15,000 and is the truly limited model. This game is designed by Steve Ritchie, legendary designer of Williams, Stern, and Atari fame. And the art was done by Christopher Franchi. Animation is done by Jean Paul DeWin and his team. And then software, I believe the lead this time is Bill Grupp, uh, but he was assisted by Joe Katz and Duncan Brown. It does have 16 Elton John songs in it. Uh, reading through the list, I think they got uh, a bunch of good ones. Uh, the one controversial one, which is in no way surprising being in the game, is going to be Pinball Wizard. Yeah. I mean, how There's- could you not? But obviously, location pinball people hate that song because... Everyone who wakes up drunk is like, hey, play pinball people, let's play pinball wizard. That's exactly, exactly how they say it. <laughs> With their boozy, boozy faces <laughs> and their voices dripping in cheap Michelob light or whatever it is the kids today drink. All right. Now it's ultra. Now it's those, uh, what what were those sparkling hard sparkling? White Claw. White Claw, thank you. <laughs> You've said it way more awesome than any commercial for it has ever. <laughs> Give me a White Claw. I kind of want, uh, what was it, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget? They need him to voice be the White Claw commercial. I think this, I think there's a, I think there's money to be made here. Okay. So uh, some other things, just uh, feature-wise, or I should say mechanically, it does have a physical uh, locking toy that's, the, that's a crocodile. It's, the, it's a rocking crocodile. It's a crocodile rock. Uh, it's got a rocket ship sculpt with the flame portion uh, LED'd so it can rainbow bright its way across the stars. Um, it has a tiny dancer who's a motorized toy, which somewhat reminiscent of the little music box, but she doesn't look now, like, now, a, I will like say, a ballerina in a ballerina outfit. But For the modders, I can't wait to see which one of you can, gets the replacement model for that to make it Tony Danza first. <laughs> yeah. Someone probably will. 
and then uh, there is an Elton John toy kind of in the center back of the game who he moves, he interacts, he's sitting at a play uh, at a piano and the piano has like this marquee display along the side of the, which looks pretty cool. It I did thought. look cool. So anyway, overall, we obviously haven't played it. Because right. We weren't at Expo, so we didn't get to try it. Here is the general consensus because I've already spoken to my other podcast co-host for the pinball show, Zach Minnie, who was there and did get to play it. I've also heard already from like the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast and the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. They've all given their reactions. Here's the general consensus. The general consensus is the song integration seems to work fairly well for the game, even though some of these were more ballad songs and some of them are a little more poppy. Um, and this layout is extremely... Star Trek, Spider-Man, Three Flipper, Vibes, Total Familiarity. It shoots great, like those games did. Feeds a little bit different. I mean, there are some changes. It's not an identical one, for like especially in the center. What they've done is different than what was in. Like, There's not that Sandman kick-around ball thing, and there's not the vengeance shot with the... Instead, that's where the piano and the pops are in this game. So right. it does play a little bit different. Uh, it does play smooth. It does play fast. I've heard multiple people claim this is the fastest JJP they've ever played, which wouldn't surprise was, me. Yeah, because it, why it, else would you bring in Steve Ritchie? What is your biggest problem? Well, your biggest problem is your price. But what is your re- what is your other biggest problem? Your other biggest problem is everyone thinks your games are floaty and slow and really not as Williams-like as you think they are. Yeah. So those are the reactions. Uh, and the uh, in terms of like sort of positives and the art. People really like the art. Which, I thought the you know, art looked Franchi's yeah. art. Uh, I, I, it, the game looks good. Uh, and what are the general negatives? Uh, well, we've seen very reminiscent layouts uh, from Steve Ritchie like this. Like, if you want a layout like this, it's readily available. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to spend nearly this much money. The game is still greatly overpriced. Uh, where in terms of where it is in the market? Like, yeah. It's why is this more than? Me. Why is this more than Pulp Fiction? Why is this more than the new Labyrinth pin? Why is this more than, well, everything? And so, I don't know. My reaction basically remains the same. Other than now, I I, I would like to play this because I think this is going to be right up my alley in terms of geometry. I don't know anything on the rules. Uh, the theme doesn't really do anything for me, but... In terms of a, like a shooter, this would be a fun game to play on location. But because of the price, I don't think we see very many of these. Only we might get one of these somewhere around here in in KC, but that's because of just the way the, our our Ma- we end up with LEs when we shouldn't. So yeah, that we end up with the JJP is. I mean, we got we got Toy Story four on location, but did we ever get Godfather? I don't know. I, don't I think haven't so. been out. <laughs> I haven't been out to check. But your I thoughts? Think- the first time we get to play this will be in Texas, mm. is my guess. Well, it shouldn't be a huge line at that point. So Yeah, I would think not. I mean, I see no surprises from a Steve Ritchie game from everything I've read and from the videos I've watched. Uh, I think it'll be a fun game. We'll see when we actually play it. I will say that I am more interested in Labyrinth than I am in Elton John just because of the theme and the how different that game seems and being from somewhere new so yeah the labyrinth and i wasn't really going to comment on labyrinth oh i do want to go ahead and say congratulations to the jjp because for the first time ever they got two games out in a calendar year valid so 
hey, do you think they have another new game out uh, by the time TPF hits? Like, do they? Do I would be beta? impressed. I would. I would. I would be really impressed if they did. Well, they ain't gonna be busy building these, so that's why I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, and it's nothing against the game. No, they're, they're they are way outside the market norm on this pricing at this stage. And everyone who buys this knows it because here's the here's the real reason. It's not it's not that they can't find collectors who can pay twelve or fifteen thousand dollars. There are plenty of them that can. How many of them want to pay twelve thousand dollars and then sell the game for nine? And that's what it'll be. And that's what it will be. And that's the problem. That's it's not it's not so much that it's high, it's that it's gonna be like a car, like it used to be. Right. And JJP depreciation pre pandemic was always worse than it was for a stern. With the Stern, you used to go, if I buy the Stern Pro game, I'm going to lose $500. Hmm. A lot of people would put enough time on it to make it feel like, you know what? That would have been $500 worth of coin drop. That's fine. Yeah. But this, yeah, yeah I, that's my issue with it. Uh, Labyrinth, um, just as an aside, I, I guess they had stated, I think at Expo, the uh, Barrels of Fun who made Labyrinth, that their direct sale Labyrinths are sold out. I saw that. But- uh, the, so the way that's phrased, I'm assuming the distributors still have them, but you know it's harder for them to know as a company whether or not the distributors still have any in stock. Right. Or not. I've heard it has moved uh, very, very well in terms of reaction. Uh, the two I've only, I mean, there been a lot of people who have talked about it, uh, but a lot of them end up talking about the, you know, how new it is, how unique it is, what an impressive first showing it is from a company. Uh, I have heard out of some what I'll, I'll describe as stronger players that the game's geometry isn't as refined as maybe some people who, when they looked at the photos were kind of talking it up like that. It's, it's okay, but it's not like Elton John shoots better. Maybe that's a good way to phrase it. Elton John shoots better, but you'd also probably expect that. Yeah. Um, but that, but that, but I didn't hear anyone react that they hated the geometry. The other thing is I didn't hear about any going down so that they held up. At a show. Impressive. I think they had four of them. So anyway, uh, just that as an aside. Okay. Well, that's really all we can say about Olden John because, I mean, there's nothing yeah, else to Until we play it, yeah, I don't, I we don't, don't really know much. With people having hands-on experience, I don't want to invest a lot of time talking about it just off of the photos in this instance. So uh, let's go to Stern. So we talked a little bit about them a moment ago regarding depreciation. Well, speaking of depreciation, Stern is apparently permitting distributors to offer discounting on games now maybe this happened in the past like way in the past right but recently you know there's there's a whole chain at the end and business people know the like because i can't keep the numbers straight like we're familiar with usually talking about msrp and like when we started getting into pinball there was msrp and then there was the there would be like a minimum advertised price a map price and then there'd be a minimum a floor that they weren't allowed to sell underneath now uh, it used to be, for example, like back in the like when I got my Stern Star Trek, that was back in the days where the minimum price they could sell it for officially uh, was several hundred dollars under the MSRP, which I think may have been the price that they were told that they could only they couldn't list less than the MSRP in writing, right? Uh, publicly, so in that case, like the 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 minimum advertised price was the MSRP, but they were allowed to sell for for under that and stuff. And then the rules got tighter and tighter and all of that. One of the things that started to come up lately, and you know, we kind of mentioned it with uh, or hinted at it with Elton John, but uh, I know about this happening with games like uh, 
well, Toy Story 4, was distributors ending up with a bunch of games because Guns N' Roses did great. Toy Story, I mean, people love the theme of Toy Story. Let's pretend that the four is not tacked onto it, or we'll tell ourselves that people won't care. They did, but they won't. And then they end up with boxes and boxes and boxes of these games, and their contracts specify that they are not allowed to sell sell them less than MSRP. The minimum advertised price is MSRP, and the minimum actual like true sale price is MSRP. No exception ever, unless they come along. In fact, I don't know if we covered it on this show. <laughs> I know I we talked about it on the pinball show. Um, there was because because this was not at least not initially flipping out. Some other distributor just was like YOLO and just started listing the pins for under under the pricing and basically dared JJP to end their distributorship because they're like. I can't sit on $30,000 worth of inventory. It's fire sale time. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. You've got money tied up in in the merchandise. You've got money tied mm-hmm. up in storage fees. you got money tied. It, it does nothing. It's just hurting the company. I, uh, I knew one distributor, and I'm sure this probably applied to others. Well, or they had to make this uh, evaluation. There was one distributor, again, with JJP. Had ordered so many games, got their first set. We're still sitting on. I think this was Toy Story. Still sitting on the on the Toy Story games. They canceled the additional orders, gave up their deposit, which was not insignificant. Because still, they had, it's they, superior to Yeah, it was just like I. It's better to lose twenty thousand dollars or whatever the amount was. I don't remember what amount it was, but it was thousands. Better to just give that up outright than get stuck with these games that won't be able to be sold legitimately couldn't even be sold without being selling. You know, you'd have to sell them at a loss because that's what the used prices were at. Right. By the way, uh, to tie a bow on that, on that tale about that one distributor, I guess uh, other distributors started to like ask JJP, like what's like, what's going on? Like this is being publicly displayed on social media and stuff that they are selling them for. And they're not even, I've heard about distributors playing games. Like they'll, they'll rip open the top of the box and then call it used and sell them and things like that to get get around this uh, sort of thing. And in reality, it's still like a, new. Yeah, yeah, no, no. They yeah, yeah. They'll say it's like new, and then it comes in the box, and it's like, why is it in the box? And like, oh yeah, no. Someone they opened it up and they look, and they're like, no, I don't really want it. And so it's a used game, and it's like, no, it, it's not a used game. It's not a used game. Uh, it's like you're tearing the tags off the mattresses. You can't do that. And anyway, uh, JJP, JJP blinked like when. Other distributor, I, I, other distributors started to do the same thing, and JJP, I guess, had a meeting with folks saying you're not supposed to do it, and then everyone's just like, "Watch us," and JJP, because you know they're operating from such a position of strength, caved. Yeah, and I don't think they ever gave them permission. They just aren't doing anything about it because what can they do? Their games aren't selling, right? So what and can they, they have do? to have a dis- they have to have the distribution network to put games out. Sure. There. So Stern. Maybe learning a lesson from JJP, maybe just knowing better about this because they've been around longer. Who knows? Anyway, got a link in the show notes to Nap Arcade. It discusses this a little in more detail if you're curious. But uh, they have apparently given permission to the distributors on older games to go ahead and be allowed to advertise reduced pricing in some capacity. Like, I don't know the detail. I haven't spoken to a distributor. This is all from the Nap Arcade article. Right. So other than I saw some like forum or online discussions somewhere kind of going over this because um, 
according to the article, Led Zeppelin and Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, are eligible because there's an example ad where someone's like, you can save a thousand or whatever, two thousand. Now, I don't think we're shocked, especially about Led Zeppelin. Uh, definitely not. Being on that list. I saw on a discussion, not in the Nap Arcade article, but one of those online discussion things, I have heard reports that Rush is eligible as well. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't either. Uh, me either, because uh, by all accounts that I had been hearing, uh, Rush is not getting produced anymore. Like, there's just no demand for it. So, well, and I think this is a thing. Maybe I, maybe this is just bias from me seeing it, but it sure seems like, l- at least recently, music pen sales are just below other pen sales. It seems like, I mean, other than, than GNR was huge, but for the most part, most of the music pens, it just seems like there's less of them out there. I, I think your perception, it'd be interesting to see a study on it. I think your perception is pretty accurate though. That's my impression. And I think it stems from a couple of things. One is obviously music is deeply polarizing for people. Like people, there are some people that have very, very eclectic tastes, but most people fall into, into distinct camps. And we've started to see enough variety in the types of, even if a lot of it's quote unquote dad rock, I mean, Foo Fighters to Guns N' Roses to Elton John to ACDC to Metallica to Iron Maiden. I mean, these are very different styles of music that someone might love Metallica and hate Iron Maiden. It's completely conceivable. So that makes it very, very polarizing. I know plenty of people antidotally who have noted like they love certain games, but they would never own it because they can't stand the music and they don't want to, you know, swap out the songs or what, you know, whatever they need to do to get around it. Um the other thing about music pins is if you're someone who buys a game to go through the story, most of the music pins don't take you on a story. Now, pinball companies are trying to alleviate that. Like Foo Fighters is trying to like take right. you on this like adventure of fighting these aliens and, and, and such. And we saw, you know, it's kind of like how Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle out of Spooky wasn't really, even though it had Alice Cooper music, they very much didn't promote it as a music pin. It was a journey through a haunted castle. So it's, there are those sort of strategies, but most of the games are going to pull a Zeppelin, a Rush, an ACDC, where you're doing stuff. The stuff may vary. Like there, I'm not saying there aren't real modes in it, but it's not like telling you this grand tale of whatever. You're just, they're just there to jam on the pinball machine. I think the thing with pinball companies is, I think they look back to what, 2012, ACDC was like the game that showed like pinball was back and Stern was back and it was this huge hit. And because of that, I think they farm the music pin fields a lot because it worked before. So why can't it work again? I also, this isn't very fair to the people who get stuck coding the games, but I also think there's less thought that has to go into structuring them because they don't have to write a story. That would make they sense. They still have to balance it. The rules right. are still just as in-depth, but but I mean, they don't have to come up with a bunch of storyboarding. Like, well, what are we going to do? Like, how? what 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 missions are we going to do? No, what tracks do you have? Stick them in. Come up with modes for each track. They don't have to integrate. Like, doesn't have to, like, if Ramblin' Man was a song in a pinball machine, your shot wouldn't have to ramble. No one cares. See, nobody cares. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a valid point because so, you don't really have to tie it all in together into a narrative. I I, I was a li- initially shocked to see how it felt quickly. Rush went off the off the line at Stern, in part because it was sort of I mean it won a number of awards. Rush did. Granted, 
you could argue it was a pretty weak year. So maybe that's how it did it. Right. Also, I think there's a lot of volume that comes out of Canada and this was like their one thing. So they like made a lot of noise. There are a lot of streamers and podcasters out of Canada and I, they all talked up rush, but apparently their money either isn't where their mouth is or they didn't have enough mouths. Right. But I never got the impression it did bad. Like Led Zeppelin, I got the impression it did bad. It did, yeah. And having played the I heard pro, plenty of people who... I'm not surprised after playing the pro. I was just like, this was as disappointing as I feared it would be. And I really like Steve Ritchie layouts. And I bet that premium plays a lot better, but... Ugh. Yeah, I've heard a lot more good buzz on, on Rush than I ever did mm. on Zeppelin. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who really like Rush. But you never could get into Rush. I never really got into Rush. Yeah. It's just one of those... It never, it never really clicked for me. Well, it, it, some games, you know, they just kind of click, and this one was that wasn't one of them. Foo Fighters, on the other hand, that one clicked. Uh, I don't know. Is the difference because of the narrative? Is it the difference because of the music change? Maybe who knows? I, I don't th- know. My guess, or at least for me, in terms of like I prefer playing Foo Fighters over Rush, even though I prefer Rush music. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly why I like Foo Fighters more. It's easier. It's easier <laughs> to play. It's a, it's got longer ball times. It does, and uh, longer ball time games I think resonate with pe- especially people like. I mean, yeah, I I I own some hard games like I own Walking Dead and I own you know Sinbad for example. But Star Trek long player, Godzilla fairly long player. True. Um, I mean, it's just yeah, I like to feel like I'm doing good. Yeah. But anyway, uh, last of the pinball items, CGC. So apparently they did complete their first official pulp fiction machine so good we'll, for you so we'll see if they actually no more prototypes we'll see if they actually start building and shipping them because they originally targeted q3 of this year right to ship games now obviously we're also not in q3 anymore we're in q4 so it doesn't sound like on paper they're that far behind if this wasn't just like a, oh, yeah, we're making sure we have all the parts. and we It did could like be a low-rate production where they haven't spun the line fully up. I've, I've heard they're splitting their duties between, because they're not done with the Cactus Canyons. So I heard they're splitting line production time between, they're doing both. They're running both in tandem is the plan. So I don't know how many Pulp Fictions a week are going to come out. I mean, maybe a lot if they continue as slow as cactus is maybe cactus just remains the really slow one because I, I don't know what they're struggling with on, on cactus, but cactus has been a problem since day one. I don't, and that I've never really understood just like, I never really understood the sheer popularity of it. Anyway. I mean, I've played the game. It's, it's I enjoy it. It's easy. That's why it's easy. Yeah, no, it is. It's uh it's <laughs> an easy game. It's an easy game to win. It's got long ball times. It's it's nineties Williams in a nutshell. It's like, I think that's why people like it. It feels like you're making progress in it. It's not the theme. No one cares about cacti. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, that's just my that's just my take on it. But, but CGC has been slow for a long time. It's it's downright frustrating because their pricing is like, in my opinion, like of all the manufacturers, their pricing is like really good. Like they're really mm-hmm. competitive for the amount of stuff in the games. And their build quality is really good. But we saw the same nonsense with Monster Bash. And remember all the delays? Finally, it seemed like once Monster Bash was done, it was built and they got through it. But CGC, I just, I have no confidence in their build speed. So I just, like with Pulp Fiction, even if I loved it, I'd never order it until like 
like pre-order style. Like right. I just have to wait. I'd probably just buy a used. Let's be frank. But anyway, that's all I really had for pinball because we got a lot of video game stuff. We got a lot of video game stuff, but we'll go through. It's it's not as huge as it looks like it, from the. It notes. looks huge, Tony, and but, I'm worried. Uh, we 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 have a beautiful segue because Pinball FX. Oh, the, the Zen game. Zen, yeah, the Zen game from mm. Zen Studios. Uh, they're owned by Embracer. And, I did not know that. Yeah, and, and Embracer that doesn't is sound good to me. That it doesn't, doesn't. Things are not <laughs> looking so good, Tony. But go continue. Or do you have good news for us? I do not. Oh, Embracer okay. has laid off thirty employees from Zen Studios. Uh, I don't have a percentage of mm. how many of the of the employees for Zen that represents, uh, but. Embracer, as we've talked about multiple times this year since their the their fallout in uh, May when they did not get a giant round of funding that they thought they were going to get, has been in major layoffs. And Zen Studios is now affected by that. How's that going to affect Zen going forward? I don't know because I don't know how many games they've been putting out lately. Uh, they uh, while maybe this was after Embrace. I don't know when Embracer got them. Um, they changed their funding model. Like they, they put out a new like. I last played Pinball FX three, but I guess they put out a Pinball FX four, and then they were trying to do like a subscription service style for it, I think. And then they did like the whole you have to buy their currency, and everything's in an odd number, and all that stuff. So I think they've been turning out tables, but I have not paid any attention to it. Yeah, I've uh, neither. I I would say if anyone with Zen Studios. I guess who's still there? Because if you're not, then I guess you're not. If anyone was in still there, I, did your did your little YouTube channel thing like are those people gone? Because if so, can I have the neon sign that says the pinball show? I mean, because that would make sense. Well, I mean, they started their show after the pinball show podcast was started, and uh, Zach was uh, didn't like that they used the exact same name. And I said, well, they have a neon sign though, because it was in the background. They had a neon, <laughs> like they went to the trouble to get a neon sign. We don't have a neon sign that says pinball show. But if they're not using it anymore, I Embracer. I don't even need this in people. Embracer, you're hurting for cash, right? I'll give you fifty bucks for that sign. I'll give you 50 bucks. So you let me know and we'll make arrangements and I'll get you paid and you'll get me the pinball show sign. Thanks. See, some good news may have come out of some this. Good news could have come out of that. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure they listen. So, uh, paradox and harebrained studios or harebrained schemes have, uh, parted ways. What? Lamplighters just, just the bestest game ever. <laughs> you tried it. And you spoke so highly I, I, of it. I did not try Lamplighter, oh. but it, it is definitely <laughs> not the bestest game ever. Mm. Uh, I don't know how to feel on this because I love Hairbrain Schemes. I've played every Hairbrain Schemes game, every major. Let's go with this Hairbrain Schemes game up to Lamplighter's Lamp League. Mm. Uh, obviously, I've got over fourteen hundred hours in BattleTech. Uh, I've I, I've played through their Shadow Run games. They were all great games, um, but they laid off eighty percent of the studio, and then they're like, you know what? We're just going to part ways after firing them. Yes, they fired eighty percent of Hairbrain Scheme Studio their 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 Hairbrain Scheme staff before Lamplighters League even came out. Like while they were doing polish work, they fired eighty percent of the staff, and now they're going their separate ways. 
Uh, Paradox is going to maintain control of Lamplighter's League, maintain control of the original Battletech. Uh, but that does not appear to stop them in any way, shape, or form from making another battle tech or going on to something else entirely. Um, because the rumors that came out of the people that were laid off was that when Hairbrain Scheme's very first thing they came up was they wanted to make a second battle tech game. And Paradox was like, no, because we don't want to spend the but we don't want to have to get licensing from Microsoft. So, no. Well, uh, Paradox or Hairbrain, if, either of you have a neon battle tech sign <laughs> let me know and i will pay 50 dollars so tony can have a battle tech neon sign because he loves battle tech i do love battle tech okay so i'm just I, putting I, that I call out there whoever to, controls the neon to, sign to put it out controls next to my, the spice to my steiner uh yes. uh banner that i got so, from i don't the know if they got one but let's just put that call out there just too. in case yeah it's a neon day skull and bones <laughs> oh, I remember E3s with Skull and Bones. <laughs> oh gosh, it's That's totally coming out. No, completely it's coming. scale bound. I mean, it's not going to come out this year when they said it was going to come out. <sighs> skull and but they're bones. saying they're saying one hundred percent it'll be out next year. No, Skull and Bones. It seems I feel it been eighty four years. It's been eleven. Okay, it, it was. It's, pre- it's like what is it older than Star Citizen? Not quite. Okay. <sighs> Development started in 2013. The game was officially announced in 17. Mm. And uh, now they're saying early 24. Um, this game was originally supposed to be released years ago. It was supposed uh, to be out before uh, Sea of Thieves. Yes. Because I remember when Sea of Thieves was coming out, I was like, that's not that pirate game, like the Ubisoft dark and gritty one, is it? And I'm like, no, no, this is rare. And I'm like, yeah. What happened to the other thing? Oh, Skull and Bones. It's yeah, still the- being developed. Okay. Still. <laughs> All right. Uh, they originally they 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 were originally supposed to launch it like first or second quarter of this year, and it, it didn't make it. Uh, they've also announced at the same time they made that announcement, they announced that a major unnamed game that was supposed to release in March has been delayed to later in the year, and the overall thoughts is that's their Star Wars game. That they've been working on. They're not saying which game was delayed, but it's major. So but it's it major, and the title. thoughts are it's the Star Wars game. Okay. So uh, now, in some actual good news, mm. as should be a surprise to absolutely nobody, Super Mario Brothers Wonder is selling great. Yes, I've. It's reviewing great. It's supposed to be a good game. Uh, they. It is the fastest selling Mario game in Europe. Mm. It is the fastest selling uh, Mario game on Switch in Japan. Uh, so Nintendo has definitely got another good sized hit on their hands. Yeah, it's been a really solid uh, run with Nintendo ever since the Switch. Yeah, and and that's what it's sounding like. I've heard multiple people talking about this being one of the swan song titles for the switch because mm. the switch two rumors are becoming more yes. prevalent yes so the swatch we'll probably the swatch <laughs> <laughs> i smell collaboration though reports are that the nintendo's uh, uh system that they have their version of of like xbox live and and, and the PlayStation on all that stuff uh, is, is supposed to be going very well and make switching to a new system whenever one is released easier. Mm. 
to retain all your stuff. So, okay. Last week, or not last week, last episode. It's been a long time. Uh, two whole weeks. Uh, we talked about the PS Slim is coming out in early November. Yes. And it's expandable. So even though it doesn't come with a disk drive, you can add a mm. disk drive. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense with the USB it does. ports. It does. Um, but apparently it has to be a certain proprietary Sony disk drive. Mm. You can't just add any disk this drive. This reminds me when Microsoft had the proprietary, like for the 360, the proprietary hard drives. Yeah. And you have to have an internet connection mm. when you install it the first time to make sure that it well, is proprietary. That's not, that's not too bad. I mean, but, the, other than what it's there for is like DRM. Right. <laughs> so, that's what it's there for. Okay. So, well, so that, some people like it. I mean, some people aren't going to don't use the disk drive anymore. I'm sure. So it's fine. Right. And that's why they're not selling. That's why the slims are, aren't coming with them because mm. all so many people don't. Okay. Buy say, discs you can anymore. save some money on the, on the bill of materials without it. So. Yeah. Uh, and, TwitchCon has been running, and in what was it, what I consider anyway, a major surprising announcement. Twitch is no longer restricting simulcasting on other platforms. Mm. That is pretty big news. I knew they were considering it. Right. And they had a couple groups that they had special deals with to mm. allow it. Uh, case the, critical point, role. the critical role yeah. people. But they say it is now being uh, released uh, for everybody. Unless a streamer has an exclusivity agreement, they're not allowed to. Uh, and the only rules are that the Twitch stream can't be lower quality than any of the other streams. And the Twitch stream has to be the primary stream. Mm. So it has to be the one where most of the chat interaction is supposed to be. Okay, well, I don't know how you control that, but okay. Right. I mean, you can promote it that way, but. Right, but that's going to be what they're pushing. Um, I don't know. I Someone told me they it felt seemed like some of the people they were watching on Twitch, not huge, huge people or anything, but had jumped over to YouTube. A lot of people have. And I, I got asked, like, Dennis, why do you think they're doing that? I'm like, I didn't know they had, and I... I don't know if it's just the 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 money share at this point. I mean, YouTube ad money is 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 big money. It's uh, with Twitch, yeah. Again, as just an affiliate, because uh, our our EGP Twitch channel is affiliated. Um, you know, it was all the money is really from subs. Like you get half the sub money, and that's basically where most of the money comes from. Whereas, like on my watch YouTube channel, while I do have subs, uh, I don't have very many because. It's a newer feature on, and who, who wants to pay me money to talk about watches? <laughs> but I make most of my money on the ads, and I get like 70% of the ad revenue that YouTube pulls in. Most of it goes to the creator. So, whereas like the, the subs and stuff are spl- the, like the 50 50 split. So, right. how does the, does it tell you completely off topic on your watch that what percentage is coming from actual ads and what percentage is coming from, uh, Prime, not yeah, but YouTube premium subscribers. Yes, I can even see it by video. Cool, because I know that's a big thing. Is YouTube has rolled out new mm. algorithms that are blocking a lot of the ad, a lot of the yeah, ad blocking blockers. The ad blockers, yeah. That so people I, I were looked, using. I've not seen a. I did not feel like I saw an uptick 
uh, in like my ad revenue right after that got announced. But it's a little weird because I've had an uptick lately, but that's because I've done, there've been some new watch releases. So I've mm-hmm. done some first thought videos and those have done well enough that I get, um, you know, if I get a, a few thousand people watching them, I, you know, I'll get a few bucks out of the, out of the ads. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting because, uh, this is total aside, but when we started up the, the pinball network, uh, early on, the original plan we had for this is like, how do we like the podcasting was easy because we knew we'll, we'll just put everything under one RSS. And I actually do breakout RSSs for people that like, don't want to listen to me and Zach, but want to listen to the history podcast, Silverball Chronicles. Like you can just like, I've got that set up. I manually do it. But with streaming, the original thought was, well, people can have their own channels, but what if we have them just stream under the pinball network? And the reason we didn't do it was the revenue split because Twitch doesn't have the ability to, because the only fair way to do it would be like if Don't Planet Flip streams on Monday and, uh, and Jedi McMuffin streams on Tuesday, you'd want to give like, if people were donating bits and stuff, it should go to the person who was actually doing it. Right. And uh, TPN wasn't going to keep any of it. It was just a straight up split off of, off of how the videos were performing. YouTube would easily let you do that. Like I could make an arrangement with someone, just use my channel and say, Hey, if I want to have a, you know, do a big thing with a collaboration thing, I could do a split and just track that one video and know exactly how much it made and how it made it like stickers, shouts, you know, subs, whatever. Super chat. Super chat. Yeah. That's what they're super chat. And they got their super stickers. So yeah, we just, we couldn't do it. And I always thought that, Streaming never worked the way it should have with the network because we couldn't unify it in a way that was fair. Right. Without it, I mean, we there's we we had options that we could have done, but none of them felt fair. And so anyway, uh, just a downside of Twitch. There's multiple downsides to Twitch. But now you can simulcast, so it's okay. I'm sure they've saved their company now. See, to me that definitely screams of please please don't leave our platform. Oh yeah. I mean, what else can they do but plead? That's well, real- I mean, I guess they could adjust their revenue splits, but if they're hurting as bad as I think they might be, they probably can't bring themselves to do it. Honestly, the biggest loss for me, uh, where I kind of wish I had Twitch, is how much of the Twitch subs are Amazon Prime? A bunch of them. Yeah. So I don't have an Amazon Prime. Like People have to actually pay me money to subscribe on YouTube. They, they can't, can't just do that. They can't. Oh, oh yeah, it's part. Of, it's yeah. part. Of, yeah, it's part of my membership in this. You know, major thing. Like, if Netflix subs got to get one free donation to on YouTube, I'd probably have more people subbing to my ninety nine cent club because it's ninety nine cents. And then, that's the other thing, though, with YouTube is you could pick your levels and pick right. your tiers. Like, I did it like the cheapest I think I could, <laughs> or at least as cheap as I was willing to go. It's like it's not even a buck. Come on, join. It's not even a buck an episode. That's right. You get emojis and badges. Badges. I just we, added a new we don't emoji. Need those a thick badges. watch. It's the emoji's name is thick. Because <laughs> we've been seeing a lot of them. A lot of thick watches. Yep. So uh, the um Awesome Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. One of our favorite watches in in January. Yeah, not watches as in wristwatches. Watches, watches as like in something viewing. To watch. Yeah, yeah. Our viewing yes. things, the uh, speed running. Big uh, charity event. Yeah. Summer Games Done Quick is fine. Awesome Games Done Quick has just always hit better in it's, my mind. It raises more money. Uh, I think it's... Because it's not in the summer. Exactly. People are out yeah. doing yeah, that's stuff. Yeah, that's a good summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, people don't want to be outside in January. Right. Well, except well, in so, Australia. I mean, 
Right. Or or snow 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 skier people. But even then they still come inside because they're it gets in cold. by then because they've broken a leg or something. Or something. <laughs> but they're all it, clumsy. They've released their schedule and they have some uh interesting highlights that I'm kind oh. of looking forward to. Um Peanut Butter the Dog, a trained Shiba Inu, is going to speed run Gyromite, an NES platformer uh, that uses Rob the Robot. Basically, his owner has trained him to hit, uh, he's made a custom controller and trained him to hit buttons on command. So... The, the he's going to do a speed run of a game where but, he, but the dog doesn't know how to bleak, beat the game himself. Correct. The I, dog has been trained to hit buttons. It's just like like when people lay out the buttons that say things and then teach their dogs to mm-hmm. to, to hit swear buttons. at them. Yeah, to swear yes. at them. So it's you know the exact same thing. But you uh, know you know how you know how much money they're going to make on that speed run. No, how much? It's going to be a lot. Mm. It's going to be huge. I if that is not just a massive gain. I would be amazed. Yeah. It, it helps that it's a Shiba Inu because they're like it. one yeah. of the cutest dogs. Yeah. There like is. a Welsh Corgi is like the only thing that's going to top it. Right. Cause everyone's going to, and if you, you named it, Ein. Yeah. Or if you had a Shiba Inu crossed with a Welsh Corgi, so it's got the body shape of a Welsh mm-hmm. Corgi, but the hair and face of a Shiba Inu, mm-hmm. that would be both of them. That's true. But we can't do that in time for January. Yeah, and and, get and, and teach it, train and <laughs> train pretty it. fast. And teach it. <laughs> There's also a uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom any percentage run, uh, which is should be no surprise considering mm-hmm. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom just came uh, came out this last year. Uh, they're doing a Last of Us any percent run. They're doing a modded Hades run. Mm. Two players, one controller, three weapons. Okay, it's huh. Yeah. I'll have to see that one to fully I, I, understand it. I mean, I like Hades, but yeah. uh, it, it's like, okay, that's interesting. I'd kind of like to see how they do that. Um, there is a, uh, they're going to do a hundred percent nightmare run for Doom 2016. Doom is a, that is a crowd favorite. It uh, is with the, the people love, especially if they're, if it's in person, which I'm assuming it is, but they do weird hybrids. They now, are. So like, they, they, it is this I time. Think they, I think they hybrided in, it because they were staying out of Florida. Right. They are in Philadelphia, hmm. I think, or Pittsburgh or something. They're in Pennsylvania. I believe okay. this is where they're doing it this time, uh, for the in house thing. Yeah. Doom is a huge fan favorite. Hmm. I've seen the, you know, uh, the the Doom runs where it's like any percent do every glitch. Hey, look, I just completed Doom in like four and a half minute I, type runs. I learned some tech when back when I was playing Doom from watching one of these games done quick things. Yeah. So, but you know what? You know what speed run they're not having? Mm-mm. They're not doing the speed run uh, that has the new record set for Baldur's Gate three. Oh. Because Baldur's Gate 3 now has a new record set for the Baldur's Gate 3 sex speed run. One minute, 58 seconds to get to the first sex scene. Okay, wow. That's very fast. <laughs> so. Uh, did you set that record? I did not. Oh. I actually, I have not actually had one. I've steered away from every one that it started. It's like the path lays out to start romancing characters, and I've steered away from them all, uh, except for one. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's the one that doesn't happen until like the end of the game. So, 
that or I'm just really bad at romance. Mm. One of the two. But instead, I've been targeting one single character that I've been kind of trying to do the romance path for, and it's not done anything yet much. So we'll see. <laughs> Minute and 58 seconds. Yes. <laughs> it's just like reality. <laughs> uh, uh, the Fallout TV show finally has a release date. Mm. It's like April 12th. Okay. So a couple weeks after my birthday. I have no idea what to expect from it. I don't know. I, I mean, I have hopes <laughs> because I like Fallout. And it's on Amazon Prime, and they've done some good shows that have been based off properties. Yeah. But they've also done some horrible yeah, shows based so off tough. properties. For every, for every ring of power, there's a wheel of time. I haven't watched the second season yet. But your wife loves Wheel of Time. Yeah, I know. And we've talked about it a couple times and we've never actually <laughs> we started have have, it. We have to have a conversation. We have to have a conversation about it. We we do. We do. We talk about watching it. <laughs> well, that was like the last season of, of The Witcher. We started it mm. like partway through the season. I just told us, like, you can just finish it without me because I just don't actually care anymore. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just done with The Witcher. Honest, I just don't yeah. even care. So, uh, Spider-Man 2 is out. Yep, go web. I've heard that's doing pretty well. It's doing pretty great. Well. It sold 2.5 million copies in the first 24 hours. Mm. It is the fastest selling pinball st- or PlayStation. <laughs> Man. You know what, though? Another Spider-Man game would probably go. do pretty it well. Would be. But no, it's the fastest selling PlayStation Studio game. Mm. Um, it, I've heard really good things uh, for the most part. I've heard some complaints that there's some graphical downgrades from the first game. Some people feel... Uh, like but everyone i've talked to or read articles from who have played it seem to be enjoying it quite a lot um i don't have a playstation anymore so i don't have a chance to play it uh we'll see since this is not a microsoft title it's not directly available on uh pc immediately that's true so and in what is one of the Biggest changes, or changes, biggest surprises, Chris Roberts has announced that Squadron 42, the single-player narrative game that is part of uh, Star Citizen, is feature complete. Wow. And is now in the polishing phase. Whoa, dude. What does that mean? It means they they expect it to take two more years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they, they have they have no firm dates. They're saying it's going to be another year or two because now they're do, they're trying to polish the gameplay. Mm. Uh, I don't know. This game was supposed to be released in 2014. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> like I saw an article about this, so of course I clicked on it, and I saw they were talking about like all the the like uh, actor captures with with John Reese Davies and and Mark Hamill and stuff from like captured in 2013. Yeah. I was like wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, they've got Gary Oldman and and, and Jillian Anderson are are some of them. They've done all of this stuff mm. years ago. Uh, I, I I saw recently that uh, uh, Lance Riddick's last game he did voice capture uh, is slated to come out soon, but they recorded this stuff 
a decade ago. Who knows who who, who could have passed that was in that game and it's not yeah. come out yet. So we'll see. Uh, I'll play it as soon as it comes out because I'm a backer. So I get yeah, to. you backed I get it. this. I get it. You believed I, in this vision. I, I I I believed in this vision a long time ago, and I've not played any of the alpha stuff. I didn't play in any of or the Star Citizen alpha stuff. I've not done any of it since their initial release of here's a hangar with your ship that just sits there and you can't do anything but but climb into it and look around. That was the last time I touched it. So uh, we'll see. But speaking of John Reese davies he is making a voiceover return for the Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. Oh, you sent me a link to the trailer, and I played it, and I thought, oh, they have a pretty good impersonator. No, they have John Reese davies <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. They brought him back to be... So now are you interested in this game? I remember seeing this I mean, at, at like uh, at the Game Awards or something, and it looked kind of janky. It, it, like, I thought and, it, it, and its graphics still kind of look a little low rent. The, but, the graphics is, the, are definitely but, low rent. But it's like a, he might pick up his axe and go jackpot one because <laughs> <laughs> it's a it is a survival crafting game. Yeah, where you are rebuilding Moria. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. It's got an interesting premise but you know lord of the rings games are so hit and miss yeah i mean they've there there's been some trash besides golem there's been some trash (laughs) but uh there's been some good stuff uh i just don't we'll see what this one's gonna be i'm not gonna pre-order it and i'm not gonna be an early adopter and i'm not gonna be a a a player uh very in the beginning We'll see what happens. Um, Speaking of seeing what happens, next week is the return to BlizzCon. Hopefully without con suites where people get sexually abused. Hopefully without uh, yelling at players that they have phones and they should be more excited for playing a game on phones. Uh, With all the issues they've had in the past – and then with the Microsoft buyout now completed, I think it will be interesting to see what comes out of the talks. But looking at the schedule, there is no like secret, hidden, to be revealed talk. Everything is on games that are out currently. Uh, so there is no forward uh, looking stuff from what I can see. Everything's about Overwatch 2 or Diablo. Well, they do a lot of games as a service, so I mean that may be enough. So I, I mean, it's no with Diablo having just dropped, and all the changes that have, have, they've kicked out in Overwatch Two. There's no real surprise that there's nothing new mm-hmm. slated. Uh, I would assume they're working on something. I'm sure there's something new for like WoW, but we'll see. Yeah, more vanilla. <laughs> well, no, there's more of the the the. The maybe an expansion of the hardcore servers. Maybe. maybe I'm a little surprised in your. You had this whole list of stuff. You even referenced Gollum, and you didn't bring up Skull Island, the Rise of Kong. <laughs> How could you not bring up your val- Skull Island, the Rise of Kong? Valid. This game is now on my dollar menu. 
I'm like McDonald's. Ba 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 bad. <laughs> That's what my dollar menu is. <laughs> if Gollum and Skull Island reach a dollar, I'm buying them and I'm playing them, and I will review them personally on this channel. That's the plan. That's so the plan. I get cheap enough first. I hear Skull this- Island makes Gollum look good. <laughs> Yes, and apparently uh, reports are that the uh, the Skull Island <laughs> game was produced under a big shock, really restrictive uh, constraints, uh, especially oh, wow. time. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to see see the how that happened. Yeah, or what happened according according to. Uh, uh, an article from The Verge uh, that I just pulled up to because I wanted to look at how bad the graphics were again. Uh, the developer, Iguana B, said that they started that game in June 2022, and it was supposed to be done June 2nd of this year. <laughs> that was so wow. a one-year development process, like it's a pinball machine. <laughs> it's, it's just so terrible. Oh, I, I really look forward to it. I sure hope it gets to be a dollar soon. Um, This was where I was going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about Starfield, provide some feedback on it. Yeah, since you've got 14 hours yeah, into it. Yeah, a little over 14 hours in, and uh, it's, it's an interesting mixed bag. Uh, I've... So the too long didn't read opening summary is I think the game is fun, but it probably does not meet anyone's expectation. Maybe that's a fair way. But to it, it's it. supposed to be infinite and expanding it's, and and all that stuff. It's it's huge. Okay. So so here let me do the positives first. The I have not encountered any notable bugs in the game at all. Like notable. I only the the biggest complaint I could possibly give you is I had one moment, in fact it was yesterday when I was playing, where all of a sudden my character froze, like a hidden load almost. It like I thought I was locked up, but after about ten seconds it resolved and everything was fine. You were carrying too many sandwiches. Maybe. I do carry a lot of stuff, but not sandwiches, because that's already been done. Um the the faces look better than they used to with Bethesda games. They don't look great, but they look better. Uh, and that varies a bit. But but uh Bethesda had a long history of creepy face problems. Yes. Uh, like if you go back to like um even pre especially pre Skyrim, like uh what was Oblivion, I think was what it was called. Like those were super creepy. Like I almost played a lizard face just so I <laughs> just looked better. Be different. Yeah. Just so I looked normal. Um but so that's improved. The Gun gameplay mechanics feel good in this game. That's something else where I've never always been super like Bethesda was making improvements in it, but it never felt like Mass Effect or or like Bioware or anything. I've always felt that the thing with Bethesda was like with Fallout, Vats could mask that. Right. I love Vats. So I was always cool with it. But in reality, uh, you know, if you were just doing the regular gameplay, it was just like serviceable would be how I describe it. It's like Mass Effect 1 from Speaking of Bioware, the uh, so there's that there the expansiveness is is difficult to I mean it the, yes the game is absolutely massive I was looking for a star system to jump to and I apparently did the, like it was super close to where I was I was just looking at the Starfield map and I'm just going to the right and I'm just like when does this end oh my God why are there this many star systems this is too many star Galaxy's systems huge. it yes so there's that like. Super, I mean, you can dive into super, super detail, like uh, customizing your ship 
Like you could just go, you can buy new ships, you can you can upgrade components on your ship, but you can also go there at physically build by the or buy the modules and build them together Lego style and make the ships and shape them and stuff. And the game will tell you like no, this won't work. <laughs> like you'll die. You can't fly this. Uh, things like that. Same. You can do outpost building. Uh, where you can go and like build the habitats, build like the base building in Fallout 4, but with like just more. There's more stuff to it because right. you're like building the gathering of the like you build those outposts to gather resources for you and stuff. So it's it is it's super super expansive. Um, so have you made a custom ship or are you still just flying like a I, stock uh, ship? I was, I am, I'm, I'm flying a, I've upgraded, but I'm still flying the default stock ship. I was actually today working on building, uh, I was, I've messed with the ship builder twice now, including today. And I almost went with my build, but it warned me that it was too, it was like, <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was too lopsided. It was like, you're going to need to add other stuff to it. And I'd already spent so much money if I committed to it. I was just like, you know what? It's too hard to figure out right now. Had a center of gravity problem. And that's probably uh, what I would, I guess I'd open with as a negative is it's, I feel this learning curve is pretty steep and that's going to alienate a lot of people. If you don't put in a lot of time to, to figure some of the stuff out, it's just like the base building, the ship building, it, Yes, it's detailed and nuanced, and thus it's cumbersome, very cumbersome. Uh, I I become confused uh, looking and comparing at like just weapons and stuff. I see up arrows, so I'm assuming they're improvements, but then I look down below at some other stats, and I see other figures that show red, and I think, am I like, is this like an equivalent exchange thing? Am I? I'm not really clear necessarily what's an upgrade and what isn't uh, on some things, especially the ship things. Regular weapons seem much more clear to me. There's a lot of variety on those weapons as well, but it also feels like I find a lot of basically the same five weapons. And it doesn't help that all the uh, main like ballistic ones all use like 5.57 millimeter rounds. So I wind up running out of pistol bullets because I used them all in my assault rifle. Um, I mean, that's a me problem. I probably should have paid attention to that, but I guess we're going back to the lasers. Uh, so it's, yeah, so it's, it's so expansive in that regard. It, it's cumbersome. Uh, as I know, the, well, the star field is vast, incredibly vast, lots of planets mm-hmm. in, within those systems, lots of moons. You can land on lots of them. There's not a lot to do on almost any of them. So it's, it's, it's a mile wide and an inch deep in a lot of parts. So now again, this is probably, you could argue quite realistic. I mean, how many deep, cold, frozen nitrogen based you know, planetoids are going to have anything cool on them. They're heaps of barren lack of atmospheric rock. I mean, most of the planets are not, there's no life. You might go there to mine, like land on most of the places I go are frozen with nothing on them, except maybe an outpost. And there's a sameness to go. Like when you go into the buildings and stuff, it's really cool. Cause you see them from the outside and you actually go into them and there's all, like it's all content. Like it's not like here. Let's just load screen. And, oh yeah, it's a whole base under a mountain. Sort of. No, you saw it all from the outside. You know exactly how big it is. And those rooms were like you could build your outpost the same way. And those rooms literally exist, and you see them from the outside. Like technically, very very cool. Practically speaking, very very dull. Not a lot to do. A lot of uh, again, the gunplay's fun, but I've just it's kind of like. That's where I, when I said that I don't think it really is going to appeal to what anyone expected, and I didn't necessarily know what to expect, but I know what I like, 
And what I like is Fallout. And I knew this wasn't going to be Fallout. <laughs> is it like Fallout in space? Yes, in a lot of ways. But unlike in Fallout, there's not that clean way of being like, here, you're supposed to go to New Vegas. You start walking. What's that icon off on my little tracker thing? Let me turn my head and go off on an adventure in that direction. Because of how it how navigation works, it's not like that. You have to be very deliberate, unless you're following quest markers. You have to be very deliberate about going, oh, here's that system. I'm going to fly to that system. Oh, look, there are eight planetoids in this system, like three planets and then another four or five moons. All right, do I need to choose to fly to each one? You can't manually fly to them. You got to fast travel to them, basically. So you you jump, grab, drive, fast travel to a system, and then to go from planet to planet and moon to moon, you can't just point and hit the booster. You got to then go to the menu, and it's tedious, and then choose to fly there. And then when you're there, yeah, you could dogfight Wing Commander style. If there's something dogfight, if you're going to land, it's all it's all clicking a button. So it's just a bunch. And again, like Fallout and stuff, you know, fast travel is in there once you get to a place so that you don't have to redo your the tedium of the journey. Right. So I'm not lamenting that there's fast travel, but for a space game, you don't do a lot in space. You do a lot on planets. And the planets are obviously the gas giants you can't land on and all the other planetoids. A lot of the stuff actually isn't all that much walking, really. Or it's or it's goofy. And you you just fast travel to the another checkpoint near this. Oh, there's an unknown place on the planet. Well, let's just fast travel to the ship. Tell the ship to fast travel to that, to land. Go there. You see what I mean? It's yeah. not... It's not it's not exploratory in the fallout way, which is the way I like it. It's exploratory in this like if you want to go and visit all of these stars, you can do it. There's not a lot to do at most any of them. Right. It's just open and yeah, it's, it's all procedurally generated. So or not all, but large chunks of it is supposed yeah, to be procedurally so, generated. I mean, it just depends. If you're really into the exploration, you could probably really get into doing that and finding stuff. But there's not it's not a lot to find because it's just not I mean, how much like how much nickel do I need to mine? How much water do I need to find on a planet that's frozen that can't support life anyway? Yeah. Um the thing with Fallout, because it wasn't procedural, uh, and because it was much more limited in scope, like basically every little pip, as you know, as a veteran Fallout player, every little pip on the map, there's like a story involved with it. Now, the back to actually back to the positives, like the mainline story and a lot of the a lot of the quests that aren't just like they do the bounty hunter quests, the pretty good storytelling. The main story is interesting. It's I think it's well done. It's so I the game I think is a lot better than I feel like a lot of people are giving it credit for. But I think a lot of people were basically hoping for Fallout in space, and it just doesn't play in that sort of way. And I think it compromises the exploration in order to allow you to have all these star systems. So they, they might have gone too there's much. There's nothing to do at most of them. You'll go there to find a, a bounty hunter in space or a bounty hunter in a base and, and, and get them, and it's like, okay. But... Um, and yeah, Fallout had that stuff too. Oh, look, you're on your way. Oh, look, more super mutants. Oh, look, more. <laughs> more oh, look, <laughs> more, more super mutants. Oh, look, a death claw. I guess I actually need to be afraid now. Uh, you know, things. So there are things. Or, like or, that. or in New Vegas, the Castors, because those were the most horrifying things. Plus, there are levels uh, listed on the systems. So even though you, in, you know, in theory, could go anywhere, uh, it kind of heavily suggests, hey, this like I have a quest. I've had this quest since like my second day playing the game. It wants me to go to a level thirty star system. I'm level fifteen, go which for I it. just got today. 
Maybe I could. I don't know. The problem is like when I'm in space, I've gone to places that say like it's level five and then I get blown out of the stars by by two crimson pirates or something. It's just anyway. But overall, it it's it's been fun. I play it in shorter bursts than I do uh Fallout. Some of that just depends on on what's going on. But uh overall I do think it's a, a I do think it's a fun game. It's just I really want a new Fallout, I think is what it is. So but mechanically and stuff, there's a lot there that that that's really quite an accomplishment. Um but you spend a lot of I'm just I spend a lot of time inventory management. I spend a lot of time, like my ship's cargo hold got full. I don't know, like, am I supposed to save all the resources? I don't like building stuff just feels really tea. I finally started doing research yesterday because I misunderstood the research system. I thought I saw things and what it needed, and I'd see like zero of two, zero of two, and I thought that meant, oh, I don't have any argon in my inventory. No, I did. I did in my cargo hold. It said zero of two because I hadn't committed any to the research. And so I didn't click on it because I thought I couldn't finish it. And then it's like, oh, no, I just haven't assigned anything to it. It's just like, okay. <sighs> so now it's you're got skill trees and stuff, too, uh, that are... They're broad. I mean, there's a lot of there's like five major skill trees, and so it, again, kind of kind of overwhelming, laid out in a in a traditional way, but not as you know, you don't get the little fun perks like Fallout has and stuff. So yeah, it's been fun. Well, I mean, that's good. But Baldur's Gate might have been the right choice for you. I've thought that since reading some of the Starfield reviews, I think going the Baldur's Gate route was the right way. Because I know from talking to other people, there are serious things in, in Baldur's Gate that I've missed already, that I know I've missed. I could probably go back and do some of them, but I know I've for sure missed some of the stuff, uh, which just means fodder for another playthrough. I mean, I'm already planning an evil playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yes, very evil. Yeah, and you you can still do like I mean I've I took pickpocketing in Starfield. I've done it a few times. I had a companion who didn't like it when I stole stuff though, so I've swapped that companion with a, a more Zarya type companion. <laughs> yes, take what's in their pockets. Yes, yes, yes. that's what we do. I make illegal drugs because it's good money, things like that. <laughs> I need money. I gotta upgrade these ships somehow. It's just easier to buy them and try and build them myself. When I build them, they're like, your thing looks like a stupid Welsh corgi and it's too long. <laughs> like, leave my ship alone. It's doing what it needs to do. It's being adorable, earning money. But uh, that's all I had. So that's my little summary of uh, Starfield. But yeah, I'm still, I mean, I'm I'm not tired of it. I'm, oh, that's good. Still yep, playing it. That's my main game I'm playing now. I guess I, I, I'm wondering if that's a game that's going to see a lot of uh, expansions and DLCs because there's all the space you know, for it and uh, stuff to do. I don't yeah, know. They, I mean, it, they could, but I just want a new Fallout and not 76. Yeah. I want a real Fallout. I miss the Wasteland. Well, they've not announced anything, but the but we know they're working on on uh, the, fa- the, the, not, the Fallout, uh, the follow-up to Skyrim. I know a lot of people are into that. And I enjoyed Skyrim, uh, but not as much. Again, I'm, just, I'm a Fallout. I'm a Fallout boy. Yeah. Isn't that You're a band? Fallout. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is. Okay, thank you. Uh, my, with my non-deliberate uh, joke. The, well, I think that's it. So, folks, if you want to reach us, you can email us, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the channel at patreon.com slash eclectic underscore gamers. And you can also go and uh, not really support us, but I guess comment if you want on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eclectic gamers podcast. 
We're available on uh, Twitch and Instagram as eclectic underscore gamers. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. I don't know if I would really expect heavy news at this stage. I wouldn't think so. I would have thought all the big stuff mm, is out now. I would. Too, unless somebody's deciding to try and do a little secret. Yeah. Slip. A little secret Santa. A little secret Santa slip in. Yep. Even then, I wouldn't expect it in two weeks. I'd expect it four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. But we'll but. see. And we'll be back then. But until next time, my name is Dennis. I'm Tony. Goodbye. See ya.